We all need to laugh. We choose truth over facts. And now for a perpetual political protest in progress. Judge my physical mental suit, my physical as well as my mental suit fitness. Coffee time. And welcome to the Ammo Can Coffee Social Club Conservative Hour of Power and Enlightenment Salon. This is Jason Floyd. Welcome back. And uh, I'm sitting across from the the wonderful, uh, intelligent, and sultry co-host. Uh, I'm not you're, sure you're, about the sultry. You're, you're smoldering today. Uh, I'm, I'm, fear, I'm angry is what eaten. it is. That's oh, anger. Okay, so she's it's angry anger today. anger that shows up. Smoldering. So... Uh, welcome back. Uh, it's it's been one heck of a week, and um, we just uh, want to take a minute just to throw a quick prayer out to those of you who may be suffering from the latest version of uh, insanity. That is the COVID uh, conundrum. Mm. Uh, I just had a, one of my close friends. His mother came down very ill. Oh, suddenly. Dear. Oh, no. So last night we were scrambling around getting uh, getting a uh, respirator, or not a respirator, Nebula- nebulizer, nebulizer for her set up and yeah. trying to help her with her uh, tightness. And she's she's a lady with uh, comorbidity of, mm. uh, of uh, asthma. Oh, no. And so yeah. particularly uh, frightening for somebody with asthma. But... Um, also, uh, this week we uh, we lost a family member to a sudden heart attack and um, very uh, unexpected and disruptive. So we uh, we have a lot of empathy for those of you out there who are suffering loss. Um, we're no stranger to it, and it seems like seems like that's the theme of the last two years. It's just death, destruction, and uh, the uh, erosion of our liberties. It's it's interesting to watch uh, the the uh, petty dictator over in our southern neighbor, uh, Canada, uh, doing what he's doing to a bunch of peaceful protesters. Oh, that's that's a nightmare. But that doesn't... Did you know his father, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, was one of the first prime ministers to use the War Measures Act? You, you, yeah, it was my... Really? Yeah, he so, used... So the so apple, th- apple does not fall from yeah, the, far the, from the tree the, with the, Justin Trudeau. The act that uh, Justin Trudeau is using has uh, is replaced the War Measures Act. And it was the first time, I think, in peaceful history that Pierre Elliott, that a prime minister had used it. And he used it when the FLQ, which is the Front Liberation de Quebec or something like that, they had captured a businessman in Quebec. They were fighting for the freedom. They wanted, uh, Quebec wanted to secede. French fries for everyone. Yeah, French fries for everyone. But I find, and you know what I find interesting is nobody is correlating the two. Yeah. No one's making this, so it shows you, you know, his father, you know, Trudeau, the first Trudeau was truly a socialist. Yeah. And he's brought his son up, and it's it's showing. It, yeah, well, and, and it's raise horrifying. A, raise a child up in the way they should go, and in well, their old age they shall not depart from it. That's no. a, a biblical reference, but, yeah. you know, I mean, if you raise a little socialist, 
Well, that's and then you put them in office, yeah. what do you yeah. expect to get? Yeah. And you do understand, I don't know if people, uh, they've sort of looked at it, but I don't know if they understand the true ramifications. Like, all bank accounts are frozen for people that if you can be, if you can find um, the uh, warm, the uh, emergency, the, some of the new economic measures, every single bank, credit union, investment broker, and insurance provider in the country has been deputized to figure out if they have a b blockader as a client. Hmm. So you think about that, your little, little credit union down the road, they've been deputized to look into your background. Wow. How, how would you figure that out? I don't know. How would you figure out if someone's a blockader? You might have to use some profiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That guy's got a mullet. He might drive a truck. Uh, yeah. Let's freeze his bank accounts and see what he does. It's, just, it's, a, it's a nightmare. And that's going to come here if we don't watch it. Yeah. Well, it, it's already kind of manifested itself in a different way with the environmentalists and uh, access to uh, capital for uh, oil development projects. You know, if you remember last year... The uh, number of large banks saying that they oh, would, Wells not, Fargo. Uh, would not underwrite yeah. Yeah. the development of any new oil. And now here we find ourselves on the shores of a, a, a third world war, potentially, with uh, Russia and Ukraine. And, um, you know, our president running around pretending like he has power he doesn't have because he's made us energy dependent on Russia. I heard yeah. today that, that, um, that our own oil, some of that's coming from Russia. And yeah. that over 40% yeah. of the oil and uh, energy re uh, resources that uh, fuel Europe come from Russia. Mm. So what the heck do they expect to do? What kind of hammer do they have? Well, we're going to use economic sanctions. Well, who does that sanction? Us. It sanctions yeah. us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a red herring because then the Biden administration gets to distract from all the new stuff that's coming out about Hillary and some yeah. of the cabinet members that he has that were implicit in, in spying on Donald Trump, not only in his uh, campaign, but in the in, office in the White of House. the president. In the, in, in the White House, yeah. Which I, I think is, is like... Is isn't illegal? That like, isn't that treason? Or, isn't that illegal? <laughs> yeah. But do you really think... See, I, I didn't bring an article, but I will look it up and bring it. But I do not think Russia... I don't think Russia wants to invade the Ukraine. I actually think this is... Uh, the proxy, I, I, sort of a... a well, wag the dog, let's produce a Hollywood film about exactly. a war that's I think not it's, happening. I think it's totally driven by uh, uh, Joe Biden, his cohort, people in... There's people in Congress that love war. Oh, yeah. Um, well, war makes a very convenient headline so that you don't have to talk about all the domestic blunders well, that do you you're remember, making. Do you remember how furious they were that uh, President Trump did not want to go to war with... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did people forget that? I, I can remember that. Yeah, there's they were actually people. furious. They said, well, if, if he won't go fight him, he's, he's, he's got to be an ally. He's got to be a friend. There's something going on. And it was like Trump said, no, nah, I'm not. Why should I go over there? What right. interest do we have? Right. Think about it. Name three interests. Yeah. There, there really aren't that many. Except if we look at America as the um, guardian of the world, which we shouldn't be anymore. No. Uh, maybe maybe you think that way, but I don't think we should be sticking our nose into other people's business that much. No, I think we should become energy dependent. Which we were. Uh, independent, rather, and uh, <laughs> like we were. We were and, getting and, there. And let our, um, let our economy do what it does best under free enterprise. <clears throat> and that's generate capital and, and, and income and, uh, and profits for 
the business. You know what happens when my profits go up at this business? Oh, you get to hire people. I and need to take a break. Yeah. Because yeah. Pro- uh, increased profits means increased work. Yeah. And increased work means I get tired faster. And yeah. when I get tired faster, I start looking for help. And when mm-hmm. I look for help, that means yeah. somebody who was unemployed, unemployed becomes or yeah. underemployed yeah. all of a sudden now has an opportunity yeah. to get that second job or pick up a, a side hustle at the coffee shop. Yeah. You know, uh, honestly, you know, making coffee is not a living for the barista. <laughs> you know, um, they really appreciate your tips. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. But, you know, um, being a barista was a great launch pad for me when I was in college because it had a flexible schedule and I could come and go as I needed to. And, you know, I don't know the the, the owner had like 20 different baristas that would cycle in and out of the place during the day. And. And, uh, you know, you get to pick up an hour or two here or there and, you know, do that enough times out of the week and you get to have a little bit more pocket change to go to the pub on Friday night or, you know, <laughs> buy that book that you didn't quite, you weren't quite well, able what to I hear you, What I hear you saying is, is it's a good job for a young person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, and they or, transition into or, something or even, else. Or even a, um, a, a mature uh, employee yes, who, yeah. who has had a career yeah. or... Maybe they've reached a time in their life where they just don't want to work 40 hours a week or 80 hours a week and they can afford to, you know, uh, do something on the side. Which which in, in, in vibrant economies, there are lots of jobs like that that people can pick and choose. Think about it. Did you ever, I don't think I ever heard in Soviet Russia of there being, uh, you know, corner, uh, you know, barista coffee places on corners. I don't remember reading no, that, no. you know, or, or North Korea, or even you go to very, very poor countries. Well, co- coffee exists because uh, in the form it does now, because it's a luxury yes, item. Yes, it's a luxury and, item. And it's, yeah. a, it's, it's, it's yeah. uh, that comfort food. It's yeah. that thing that, yeah. that when you have a little extra cash, it's like, yeah, I think I'll buy a well, $6 and, coffee and or a $7 well, coffee. Well, or we're, we're rapidly approaching a $10 coffee with yeah. inflation right now. Yeah, so. and especially the way Americans drink it. You think about it. You think about all the different stuff you can put in, the different types of milk, oh, yeah. from almond yeah. milk to whatever. You go to sub-Saharan Africa, <laughs> out of the wilds of Tanzania, there ain't no coffee bar I'd like there. a white chocolate <laughs> mocha brevet with all the fixings. and, uh, and With soy, please. Yeah. And they'd say, water? <laughs> water, yeah. And hopefully which, which comes at a premium in yeah, sub-Saharan Africa. But, you know. Uh, you know, and, and this is... And that's, that's not even flavored yeah. water. No, and this is what amazes me is people criticize, you know, entry-level jobs. But that's what they are. They're entry-level jobs. Right. They're luxury they're jobs. They're launch pads. They're springboards they're, to something better. They're, they, they are. They're and not the be-all, end-all. No. This is going to be my career no. for the next 30 no. years. No. We've, we've just really done a number on what... Although the, the federal government would like to make it that way. What? You know, force us to pay people, you know, $15, $20, $30 an hour to hold down an entry-level job and make that their career. You know they, that that forced forced minimum wage that guaranteed income. Didn't, didn't they know. call that those them serfs? Serfs. Yeah. Wasn't that what it was called? Are you talking about the people who just want to surf? No, 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 no. S E R F. Work like five or six hours S-E-R-F. a week at the I, I at can, the uh, I can look coffee shop and spend the rest of their time no, surfing. I can look it up in my dictionary <laughs> that I brought. Yeah, yeah. To so, see the so she, for those of you who can't see this, we have a very uh, elderly book. Uh, sitting at the table here. 1967. Uh, welcome today, sir. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Webster uh, in his uh, 1960. Now, is that a Canadian? Is Merriam Webster Canadian? Or no, no. It, Merriam no that's, Web- an, that's an American. No, no, no. Merriam Webster was, uh, I believe he was a um, uh, Scotsman. Oh, okay. So, and, so maybe this. And uh, he was uh, he was not. There's a great movie out called The Professor and the Madman. Oh, and it's got uh, Sean Penn and. Um, 
Oh, uh, uh, Braveheart. Uh, uh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Mel oh. Gibson plays uh, Webster, Miriam Webster, and uh, Sean Penn plays a uh, American uh-huh. uh, Civil War. Um, I believe he was a a. Um, I believe he was a Confederacy uh, surgeon. Okay. So he was a surgeon for the Confederate Army, and he. He went mad. Oh. He, he, uh, he was in London trying to escape his war demons and uh, ended up killing a man. Mm. And so they found him to be criminally insane and put him in, in prison. And, uh, but he was a genius. He was, a, he was literally a genius. And uh, he learned about... Merriam-Webster was hired, I believe, by Oxford uh, uh, University. Oh really? Maybe maybe I'm mixing it up. Maybe it was mm. it was the guy who made the Oxford Dictionary. I think oh, that's, could, that's could what be, it was. Yeah. But, and I'm not sure that was Merriam-Webster. So, um, so maybe Merriam-Webster was a was an American. I, I have to look <laughs> it up. But great movie. If you want to watch a movie about words and just the fascinating way in which these dictionaries are created, you know, this guy was was a. Um, I think it is the new Oxford Dictionary. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, he he was a a linguist, mm. and he was fluent in in all these ancient languages, uh, precursors to Anglo-Saxon and and uh, Norman and you know everything that, that the Germanic languages that 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 make up English, and uh, and they hired him. It was a bunch of elites, and uh, there's a great scene in there where they they try to basically tell him he's not worthy to work on the project because he doesn't have the uh, oh. the, the letters after his name. Yeah, the he letters. hasn't paid all the gatekeepers <laughs> yeah, to arrive yeah. at his station. The important letters. Right, right. Letters, so, numbers. So, so he's like, he basically says, well, if you know anybody who understands this, 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 the ancient Sumerian text, yeah. the, transcri- the, the, the Sanskrit, the blah, blah, blah. He lists like 15 or 20 different languages. He says, then I implore you to hire that yeah, person. Hire them. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, and by the way, I quit. <laughs> yeah, so no, a very fascinating uh, movie. Anyway, uh, you've got sir, this great old sir, dictionary. Sir, see this. this Why is, would you bring something so ancient? It's not that I've got an even older one yeah. from 1944, but I couldn't use it because it does because not have... Because the fact checkers will not allow it. Well, no, it doesn't have more contemporary... Um, definitions of fascism and stuff like that it was just it still has um what was nazi you know and it was like a follower of hitler kind of thing so it's vague very vague because (laughs) because they hadn't fully defined hitler yet no not really i mean he wasn't (laughs) he wasn't was he dead yeah he no he wasn't dead yet in 45 44 no No, no. he was still around no in 44 so just before his uh, his uh, accident in the bunker yeah so took the blue pill instead of the red so and i've got an even older one then but it's too big it probably weighs 20 pounds so i collect dictionaries because these are the repositories of our knowledge these, right. These here, as opposed to a suppository of knowledge, a, a suppository which which uh, <laughs> which is what we find on the internet today. Well, and, a, and a, liberals, a, a, might a use suppository, suppository of knowledge. That that's what we can start yeah. calling Wikipedia. Yeah, is a yeah. suppository of knowledge. Because I have an article here from the CBC, which is a Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, and they're trying to explain to us why freedom is such a bad word. Oh, 
okay. And that no, well, that's do what, tell. It was it's 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 a useful rallying cry for protesters, and they go through and they they explain it signals a desire for. They freedom. haven't seen Braveheart lately, well, right? Well, no, I, it, maybe they forgot. Yeah, I mean, it didn't yeah. work out so well for William yeah. Wallace, but he yeah. did have that one scene where he said freedom right before they gutted it. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. But it, they said here, it says, the way many protesters frame their calls from freedom renders the word meaningless, unlike Nazi, which I've got in my little book here that right. I can carry around, which has really been rendered useless because it doesn't mean anything. Right, right. But, it's just a, yeah. it's just a yeah. slur. You can yeah. cast at anybody who disagrees yeah. so, with you. So it was okay when they did it with Nazi, but, right. but you, you, you can't mean anything, you know. And, uh, you know, violent forms of freedoms, uh, an effort... A violent form of freedom. Freedom can be violent. You know, (laughs) it can create violent forms, you know. Oh, my gosh. And then uh, efforts to uh, remedy inequality. Freedom is being used to remedy inequality. But the the, the takeaway from this was um, the people that use the word see it as as an entitlement. Freedom is an entitlement form, Right. It's 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 they should not be allowed to want and to have entitlements freedom. can be taken away. Yeah, well, and then uh, they, they refer it back to Canada, in which they say it's a surprise to see people in Canada so much more accepting of social interdependence, interdependence, not independence, but interdependence. Start pushing back against social interdependence with the language of individual freedom. And that, that's the problem that they have with it. So you ask why I have dictionaries, that's why. Well, you know, uh, I love books, and oh. um, I've, got, I've got a whole room full of them, mm. and it's almost like a, an OCD sort of uh, mm. obsessive-compulsive thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got books I've never read. Well, th- you, know? you should have them, because one day... Yeah, wasn't that um, 1984? Wasn't that about books? Yeah. Or was that the book collector no, guy? No, that was, that was uh, Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 451. Fahrenheit 451 was the yeah, book collector yeah, where, guy. Where the, uh, the fireman, who his mm. job is to run around burning books. Burning books. Right, yeah. because the, they're dangerous. Yeah. They might jump off the shelf and strangle you. No, they're, they're Kind of da- like the argument about firearms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you hear in the news today uh, that uh, Gavin Newsom is doubling down on firearms being uh, the, the cause of all social ills? I, I glanced at that, and he's he's relating it to what he's well, he's trying he's, to use he's trying to use the the law that Texas passed. Uh, yeah, exactly uh, the abortion law. The abortion law. Yeah. To yeah. now uh, go after gun manufacturers yeah. if somebody shoots somebody with a gun, and uh, and and take the manufacturer out. Because well, you you do know that the one gun manufacturer in the East did pay the some of the victims of that school shooting. Yeah, that's they crazy. Caved. That's a, a, they caved. That's absolutely crazy. And what they did was they, in that case, they went, uh, they went, which uh, could be argued, they went against the way it was advertised. Yeah. Which is what they, which is what their case essentially was. It was said, I don't know, it wasn't Remington, I don't know which gun manufacturer it was, but they advertised it a way in which it incited this young man to go and kill a bunch of people. <laughs> which I'm not sure that works. They should have a warning label on guns that says, uh, you know, uh, please do not use this uh, this tool to uh, end the life of law-abiding citizens. Well, do, do you think Alec Baldwin <laughs> Alec Baldwin read that? Was it Alec or what? Uh, yeah, yeah, Alec it, Baldwin. Yeah, do you think he read that? Well, you, you know, that's another yeah. thing. You know, apparently there's there's some he's getting sued again. Oh, uh, because uh, after uh, after he shot the woman, he did nothing to render assistance. He like shot her and went, "Oh my goodness!" and oh. left the room. <laughs> oh, d- 
Well, he figured he had, you know, don't they have medics on yeah, site? They have people for they that. They have people for that, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm not going to uh, bother myself with trying and to you save just, the life of the woman I just You know, killed. and you just made me, I just closed up the definition of surf. And you want to, you know, the definition of surf is, Surfing. is, is no, is, is to very. To surf or not to surf. The definition of surf here is. Uh, let's see, serve a member of a servile feudal class bound to the soil and more or less subject to the will of his lord. How does <laughs> how did, uh, that sounds like property taxes? Yeah, but th- that sounds like Alec Baldwin. Yeah, you know, if if you want to look at a hierarchy on a movie set, who's higher than some of the actors, right? Well, it depends so it's on like, if you're in a state that's legalized marijuana. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into that. <laughs> you know, that's, who's, are, higher? Well, who's higher? Who's higher? What day is it? Those are weird conversations. <laughs> but, you know, did you see the CDC uh, change the guidelines on children's age-specific speech ex- expectations? Again? B- speech expectations. Speech. Oh, this yeah. has got nothing to do with COVID. It's okay if children don't speak until they're five or six now. Well, they've up, they've, they've <laughs> level, raised it all at least six to eight months older into older children so oh, they've set yeah. and because um, obviously that's a that's an evolution or advancement in the human species except um a year ago the american academy of pediatrics was publishing things where um saying masks are a vital part of keeping children safe but they do reduce uh they might do not reduce oxygen intake uh you may worry that having mass caregivers would harm children's language development. That's from the American Academy of Pediatrics Twitter feed. Uh, you know, you gotta uh, love August 12th, it. You, you gotta love it when, when a large, when a large uh, uh, scientific organization yeah. decides to use Twitter as the place to yeah. publish their new yeah. findings. And it, here's even one. It's, you know, these are all in nice, big, bright colors. Being around adults wearing masks doesn't delay baby speech or language development. And here in 2022... They're just they, naturally slower these days. Well, they've just made them, yeah. you know. So, they're, and then, hey, what, what, what can you say when you live in a world? That's why I carry a dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's being everybody re- will be doing it soon. It's like, wait a second. Uh, Every- you know, it might be like the Weimar Republic, where where just when you get comfortable with your language, they change it all up again on you, and you go rushing to the to the grocery store with your uh, your wheelbarrow full uh, of, of cash, cash to to get a, a loaf of bread, and you get there, and they say, "I'm sorry, uh, we don't call it bread anymore." No. You're gonna have to have a wheelbarrow full of dictionaries as well. And it's like, okay, which which lexicon are we using this week? You know, because what meant something last week is no longer the case. It means well, something different. They're redefining everything. And I did read about in Canada, a guy, he'd gone, he wanted to withdraw $10,000 from his bank account. And he went to the bank and they said, well, we, 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 you're going to have to come back. What we don't, money? Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have that much. So have you heard anything about what's happening with the IRS and the... Uh, their their slow roll of refunds to people oh no really oh yeah here yeah. in the u.s oh yeah 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 ah. it seems that uh refunds are not coming as quickly as uh, folks are wanting and needing now have you and uh i'm i'm actually in that boat right now i've got a very large refund that i'm supposed to be receiving and, and of they and they have they have no no news as to how long it may take for us to receive the funds it's not a you'll see that in six weeks or eight weeks or ten weeks or th- you know five months or well, what could that be <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the treasury's empty. No, I don't <laughs> think so. They just print more money. Right. 
Right. Maybe they're waiting for the money to devalue, so they're not actually giving me as much money back. Yeah, but I, d- I don't know how that works. I have to sit in a dark room and think. I mean, about as it. as we as we march towards war in Europe, yeah. uh, you know the the uh, the powers that be, you know, maybe hoping that in the United States they can evoke the uh, uh, the the same similar acts as Canada has. Well, do they have something here? Oh what? yeah, yeah, yeah. When we're in war, uh, they can do all kinds of things. They can. I thought it was broken up into a bunch of things, though, because didn't Trump used one? He, well, used, he, yeah, he, he used, used one he used, aspect of it. He used it, it to uh, the War Productions Act. Yeah, the War Productions. And where he basically went to private industry and told them, okay, guys, you get to retool now and stop making yeah. your widgets and make masks. Ma- make masks, yeah. Right, right, so. So it's, it's I, I have the, to. The executive has sweeping powers during war and a national crisis and emergency. And so, you know, if you fabricate a national emergency, then you can do all kinds of things to people. I guess. I mean, Trudeau, the first Trudeau did it, and the second one's doing it. I mean, there's are some horrific. Uh, um, the Australians are doing it. The Australians, you know, and it's really isn't that interesting. We've all forgotten about Australia. Have you heard? I haven't, I haven't read heard anything, anything about. No, haven't heard no, anything. It's all good there. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. They finally but, achieved total radio lockdown. No information know. leaving Australia. You know, um, I wonder if it's devolved to that Mad Max stage yet. Well, they've, they've already, Gibson. yeah, I, all, I love you know, those Road movies. I, yeah, I love those. I watch yeah. them again and again and again. Even <laughs> two years ago, I watched them. Well, it, yeah. it, it's good preparatory material yeah, for it, the future. It, it, you know, it, it's like, it explains. Uh, we better have a lot of gasoline on hand. <laughs> <laughs> and and we better get a a, a, a a really big bag of tree nails so that we can put those in our baseball bats <laughs> because we are going to need them. Yeah, I don't think it works like that. I, I just, I think they can only push people so far. And I think that's what you're seeing. Even in, I read even in Austria, Austria that threatened some kind of weird lockdown, they backed away from it. I don't know if you saw that. No. Yeah, no. They, they... I did hear that Israel has lifted their... Um, yeah, they're all going to. They, they lifted yeah. their uh, their vaccine passport uh, yeah. program. They're all going to disappear. And I have, I didn't print the article, but I... A, a current article about somebody that was on a cruise and uh, it's a nightmare the, the cruise lines are not going to be yeah, able to keep on doing <laughs> well no and, and people are but they have these site they have these weird rules like they said on the one cruise line that they were on they're famous for having this uh, coke machine that produces like 127 different well at one time you could just go up and do it yourself well now they have a little man standing there a little man? Uh, yeah, a little so uh, like a waiter a, or something. Of you diminutive know. Uh, size? No, no, no. Just, just <laughs> a little man. No, not anybody important. <laughs> like a Dwayne Bannock. Well, no, I'm not getting involved in that. <laughs> well, he's, he's a little man. Yeah, well, there's uh, a lot of uh, small of diminutive people. size. <laughs> diminutive size. It would be size. kind of comical yeah. to see Dwayne, you know, pitching 120 different flavors of uh, no, Coca-Cola uh, to no, people. no. But he would be good at it. He's a great salesman. He is. He is. He is. He, he is. used to be a car salesman, I believe. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. I think he still does that, and mm. he sells. Uh, he yeah. helps with the restaurant over at Louis, and yeah. uh, you know, yeah. he's very, very enterprising guy here yeah. locally. Yeah. But so they go on this cruise, <clears throat> and they're not allowed to dispense their own Coke. Mm-hmm. But the elevator buttons, you're allowed to push your own elevator buttons well, you know what they put, and use the handrails. You know what they put on elevator buttons? Have I've you no seen idea. this? No. Is it so, so when I went to, when I was in Juneau last year, it was the first time I've ever seen this. Uh-huh. They, there's actually a whole new industry that was spawned out of this COVID thing. And they have these little, these little uh, uh, gummy uh, film-like stickers yeah. that are the shape of the button. 
and they put them on the button, and they are an antiviral. I, I, they, they have oh. some kind of a, a chemical in them that when you touch it, yeah. anything nasty that might be on your finger dies immediately. And, so and, and then they wrapped all the handles, you know, all the doorknobs and yeah, handles and no, things they, with these they, weird, yeah. weird things. Yeah. And uh, yeah. no, I mean, that's that's Juno. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how much money they paid for all those jelly, oh. you know, sticky things. And think think about it. The shades of, you you must remember. Remember when the whole hand soap fiasco thing, it was like, it was 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, somewhere around there. I don't wash my hands. <laughs> We don't want to know that you work in a coffee shop. <laughs> no, I wash my hands a lot. I'm actually looking at one of them. They're, yeah. It's very dried out right now. But they, they were putting that um, antibacterial, uh, it was a special chemical in it. Right. And they found that they were making people too clean. Right. This is when right, right. MRSA started showing yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because your body's own microbial defense system yeah, is and, compromised. And so what they did was they reformulated all those liquid hand soaps. To, into something much into, into Well, into something that... So I'm starting to think... So you're walking around and they've got so much of this antibacterial, antiviral, whatever. What are we doing? In yeah. five, three years, what's going to show prep, up? We're prepping ourselves for the superbug that's going to yeah. Uh, yeah. wipe us all out and because then, we, don't, we no longer have functioning you know, uh, systems. <laughs> well, no, because it, 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 they've done it time and time again. I, I just... They need to get a grip. I guess. Well, you can with those gummy films. <laughs> <It> just, <laughs> nah. You get a lot of traction. Get a you know? grasp of their, I just think of they're their gross. knowledge. They're just gross. Like you go to push the button and it's kind of like It's squish. sticky. It's yeah. like squish. I'm pretty sure I just touched somebody else's skin cells that were I deposited on the, on the, on the how, sticky film. How could they have ramped <laughs> that up and tested it enough to know? It's only been two years. Well, maybe they don't know. Maybe it's just like, hey, I wonder if. Well, I don't know. It's like scratching mm-hmm. sniff stickers. Let's just do it. So, so we're we're being experimented on. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> they would never do that. But how do they know it works? Right. How, like, how often do they have to change them? How'd you like to be the guy in that test group? All right, Cletus. <laughs> we know that you have a contagious disease. No. We want you to push this elevator button five hundred <laughs> times. times. Want to see how long this film works? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. But I have another article here that talks about how the smallpox pandemic response was similar to the COVID. And this is over 100 years old. Right. And people talk about how wonderful uh, the smallpox vaccine is. They don't talk about the first part of the smallpox, (laughs) smallpox vaccine. When it was initially put out, it was very harmful. It killed many, many people. Well, justifiable losses. I guess. And uh, it was never really tested before it's for, it's being adopted. The, it's, it's for the greater good. And uh, there were actually huge protests. I don't know if you can see this phone, but look, these signs look like they could be from today. This one here in particular says, stop the slaughter of the innocents, protest against compulsory vaccination. Wow. This Where was is, that taken? This was, uh, I don't know, London, I think. In London. I okay. think it was uh, London. Because it says uh, compulsory vaccination, German born down with compulsion. No, it must have been. It was. It's New York. Oh, they're it's, the it's epicenter again. But you know, of, and there, there's hundreds. Uh, totalitarian. But there, there, there's hundreds of people standing there. No, I, so I'd say there's probably thousands thousand. in that picture. That's so, a, that's a lot of people. And and it's interesting. So we never learn. We never learned with the antibacterial hand soap. Well, and that MRSA. would require people to read history. Well. Yeah. And and as we all know, history is fatally flawed. It never gets the facts right. So what we would rather do is redefine words. Right. If you just redefine yes. words. Yeah. And then I have a I have another better article here that talks about um, 
Sensi- have you heard of sensitivity readers? Sensitivity readers. This is a new thing. That sounds like a, a, a Trudeauian uh, policy. Well, this is actually American. Okay. But what it, it is now, it's the thing. If you're an author and you want to be published, doesn't matter what you have published, you send it to a group of sensitivity readers, <laughs> and they tell you areas that oh, are Oh, that's prob- insensitive. We can't say that. Egg, egg, that. That is more right than you think. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so this is the story, the, this is a woman, she's an author, she's a poet, actually. So can you imagine poetry being offensive? Yes, I've, I've, I've read some offensive poetry. But it should be. It was entertaining. But it should be. Poetry uh, should be. Uh, this is, right. But this is not a woman that's going to, she's got glasses and she's a, you know, older woman. There's no way she's going to write anything too offensive. <laughs> it, you know, she just... Yeah. I, her life experiences don't lead her there. I don't, maybe it's just me. But she says, you know, one of the sensitivity readers said, uh, the words love and humanity, you should not re- use those what? in your endorsements because you want to rethink your stance. Um, you know, you should not use the words disfigure of a landscape because it, it uh, might harm, but be harmful to acne, acne readers, uh, uh, to, to, you know. To acne readers? Yeah, people that, are, that have acne that read, if you say uh, disfigure. So their face is a disfigured landscape? Well, no. She used... <laughs> that she, would be a great poem about, the, about, she, about she, an, a, a young man with a disfigured landscape. But she wasn't. She was actually <laughs> talking about the landscape, and she used... It was disfigured. And they immediately went to this reader and said, well, a person who's got acne is going to read that. Or, or, or a, not even or, read the or content. With, with poor body image. But, yeah, not yeah. read the context and immediately go, well, they're, they're, she's talking about... No, she's talking about... It, uh, it was actually a landscape that was defigured by... Um, Maybe it was mining or something, or uh, people building things. Well, wow, isn't that strange? It's probably a leftist that that said that. And then, if you were to actually talk to them about what the writer was trying to capture, this idea of nature being harmed, yeah. that same person would probably be an exactly. environmentalist. Exactly. But they can't see the the trees from the forest. No. <laughs> or no. won't see the trees no. from the forest, no. and everything can be critiqued and canceled. Everything. Everything. Everything is is. Every single thing, you know, doesn't that boil down to just, it's kind of like, maybe this is the, the, the next evolution in the me generation. You know, the me generation now spans a whole bunch of generations. Yes. But, uh, but this, this, uh, this, this devolution of our society to where we become so selfish individually that everything is relative to our individual perspective. There is no social norm. There is no foundation. There is no baseline that we can all uh, stand on together, hand in hand as neighbors. But now everything is up for cancellation. If it does not make me feel good, if it does not make me happy, if it does not bring me joy or enrich me in some way, then it's evil. Well, it's It's evil. It's it's the rise of the personal tyrant. I mean, the the speed limit on the road, that is oppressive. Mm-hmm. It's so oppressive. How dare you oppress my urge to go faster in well, my very expensive, well, you know, Subaru? Well, they don't want to have boundaries. They don't want to have rules. They don't understand how. But how you could take poetry? It's my planet. Okay. Yeah. Get your own. Oh. You remember good, the you remember good luck. The, you remember the guy on on Braveheart? He hooks up with the Irishman. Mm-mm. He's like, ah, oh, you're Irish, and he's like, I my island. He says, your island. <laughs> yes, it's mine. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's the kind of perspective we've arri- uh, we've arrived at. Is uh, it's all about me. So you know, pound sand. You you want to tell me uh, that uh, that uh, we should have something called morality, or that um, that maybe we should. Uh, 
refrain from illicit sexual, you know, uh, encounters because we might get uh, STD or we might. Uh, oh my gosh! I'm now I'm 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 quaking. I'm I'm looking at a woman with a mustache. Is that a woman? <laughs> what the heck? Okay, so so um, is that a kindergarten reading hour for? You're not going to be able to talk about. Oh this. my gosh! Uh, okay, so. F- uh, no, you uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Loretta just showed me something slightly pornographic. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't anything I've done. But look what it is. I'm. I'm without. This is Biden. Okay, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read what she's holding up here. Biden taps. See, I would not use that. That's an insensitive term because yeah. taps means many things. <laughs> Biden taps LGBTQ plus. Uh-huh. <laughs> how how uh, uh, activists drag queen. Pup fetishes, Fet- fetishist, yeah, fetishist, yeah. Wow, fetishist for high-level position yes. at the office of nuclear energy. Yes. And there's some pictures of of this woman man thing with uh, looking very feminine with a mustache, walking people around in leather apparatuses like. Oh, this is my favorite one. Like that's my favorite. Like they're dogs. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> what is that tail attached to? I don't even, I don't even want to know. Okay, we're so not talk so, about so, it. so we are we are we are rapidly there's there's do, no more do, we are rapidly walking away from the PG on this show. <laughs> we never said any bad no, words. No, we didn't. Well, but you have to. But that you was, talked that about was shocking. No, you talked that, about that, that seared my that that. But let's I, I go, don't even know what to say. No, let's go back to what you were saying. You were talking about the me generation. Right, I should right. be allowed to do whatever I want, regardless of norms, morals, values. What is that? But this, what is this? But that. Oh my gosh! And and we now, when you when you read the headline, we have learned that we are being ruled by a group of people that really don't want any boundaries. Because this, for me, when you read it, it's quite a sensitive uh, position that he's been hired for. This think? is not in the nuclear energy, that, the Office we, of Nuclear Energy. We want that guy with the fingers on the button. He's the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition. Well, so this is the he's guy. He's demonstrating some spent fuel and waste right there. But in those this photos. is the guy that's in charge of getting rid of all that stuff that nobody wants around that does exist that is around. And he's a, you know, he's a Deputy Assistant Secretary. I wonder what he get, gets paid. Well, that doesn't, you know, I at some <laughs> point it's it's just I mean, those look like professional photos, like that's a career for him. Like like he's doing that fetish crap on the side as a as he's, a paying he's, career. He's he's really high up in that too. He's um He's like the general of drag queens? No, when you read his he's got um he actually runs his group. Oh, oh, he's one of the sisters of perpetual something. It's so sis, sisters of perpetual indulgence, which have been around for almost twenty-five years. Indulgence. Yeah, and it's it's actually quite profane what oh, they do. It's really, very very profane. Really, yeah. But well, it's it's quite a big group. Just just the the photos you showed me for public consumption that didn't quite meet the pornographic level were profane. Yeah, uh, they were shocking. No, and and it's it's nothing he's trying to hide. He's not trying to hide it. He's trying to celebrate it. And this was put out. Uh, Who he, published that? 
This is uh, from American Greatness, which is a conservative website. But they, they went to his uh, sister's perpetual indulgence, and he actually spoke, I think this one, the one on the front page, he spoke at like a, a business event, like dressed a, like that. Like a TED Talk or something? Yeah, a TED Talk or something like that. So this is not anything. So I, I think they would call that a so, Tammy Talk. Well, but let's go back to what you were talking right, about. Yes. Right. How do you walk that back? Right. How do you walk that back when you put that together with the sensitivity readers? You put it together with the uh, CBC redefining fr- what freedom means and redefining it not in a pleasant way. Well, I, I promised you uh, an episode or two ago, I can't remember, I think it was two episodes ago, that, uh, that we, would, we would read this uh, theater of the mind um, oh. uh, piece on uh, my adaptation of Hamlet. Oh, okay. And, uh, and, and it seems apropos, given the, the conversation today with uh, drag queen nu- nuclear scientists and, um, you know, this sort of ever-moving uh, standardless, standardless society we're living in. And um, so I, I'm working on a campaign right now, and uh, I was thinking of some sort of catchy sort of statements we could publish on the website. And this, uh, you know, you see titles in the news all the time. And for some reason, the, 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 the phrase to mask or not to mask came <laughs> into my mind. And, <laughs> and if for those question. of you familiar, <laughs> yes, with uh, Shakespeare, the, there's, a, there's a very, there's a, very uh, famous scene in Shakespeare where he is contemplating his own mortality, mm-hmm. and uh, he's contemplating suicide. Actually, yeah. you know, and um, I, I, I was like, for some reason, the creative muse struck me, and I thought I better go read that Shakespeare passage again. And I read it, and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, this would be a great satirical piece, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, to sort of encapsulate and capture uh, this whole mad world we're living in right now because uh shakespeare was all about a mad world mm-hmm. you know his whole world was upside down inside out and everything had gone wrong okay and um so so i'll, I'll go ahead and read this with as much dramatic flair as i, I can <laughs> legally get away with um so this is called an american omelet okay okay uh, to mask or not to mask that is the question mm-hmm. This is adapted from Shakespeare's Hamlet. Uh, it's uh, for publication and performance, and feel free to, uh, to, to borrow it if you'd like to and, and adapt it further if you think it has uh, any kind of artistic merit um, or autistic merit. I mean, either works. Um, and uh, I'm going to be publishing this in our uh, blog on the website called The Conservative Manifest, um, and we're going to go ahead and jump into it. So... So this is a satirical adaptation of Shakespeare's Hamlet. I can't say this in like an elitist British voice, <laughs> um, but uh, just imagine that in your mind, that I, I have an elitist British voice right now. Uh, with the voice of Hamlet, stylistically presented an Americanized accent borrowing heavily from that of the Sheriff of Nottingham character presented in Disney's animated retelling of the classic story Robin Hood. I don't know if you've ever watched that. No. But he's got this kind of down-home... Oh. <laughs> You know, <laughs> deep southern uh, hillbilly. If I were you, know, I'd quit right there. Sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> For the purpose of this adaptation, okay. Hamlet is simply renamed Omelette. Omelette. Right. And uh, that's, that's in honor of our friends in Canada. You know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna turn everything a little Frenchy right now. Okay, good. So, 
Uh, so welcome to the Ammo Can Coffee Social Club's Theater of the Mind. As the house lights fade, the murmuring audience quiets. The curtain rises to reveal their tra- our tragic spotlit hero, Omelet, as he, himself, they, quietly takes a seat in a clinical-looking room. Mm-mm. A sign reading 24-hour COVID-19 vaccination clinic is prominently featured on the wall behind Omelet. He, him, they is modestly clothed <laughs> in a pair of artificially distressed skinny jeans, a long blue scarf, and an ironic black t-shirt featuring the words John Q. Public, which is printed in a white, tastefully italicized Times New Roman font. Through the magic of an offstage narrator, we now join Omelette in his thoughts. As he considers his station in life and muses remorsefully about slow suicide by means of mandate, mm. mask, and experimental gene therapy. <laughs> to mask or not to mask, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the asphyxiation and lunacy of the outrageous Fauci, or to take arms against a sea of deep state and high-tech oligarchs, and by opposing in them. To die, to sleep, no more. And by asleep to say, we, they, them, end this heartache, <laughs> and the thousand executive usurpations that tyranny is ear to, tis... A consummation devoutly to be wished. Ah, to die, to sleep, to sleep perchance to dream. Aye, there's the socially distanced rub. For in that sleep of death what dreams may come when we, they, them, have shuffled off this mortal coil must give we us pause. There's the respect that makes calamity of so long life. Dare we, us, them, hazard visage of liberty, from which election reform or tyrants political corpse secure. But no, lest such thoughts be branded upon us racist by motive, we, us, must morally quarantine such boldness. Shouting into the darkness of night, Orange man, bad. (laughs) For who would bear the whips and scourges of time? The oppressors wronged, the proud non-binary collectives contumely. The pangs of disprised love, the law's corrupted delay, the insolence of office and the spurns that patient merit of the unworthy takes. When he, him, his self might their quietus make with a bare and gleaming hypodermic. Who would the scornful multitude owe social platforms bear? To grunt and sweat under a weary culture canceled, but that the dread of something after death, that undiscovered country from whose born no traveler returns, puzzles the will and makes us, they, them, rather bear those illegitimate mandates we, us, here receive, then fly to others that we us know not of. Thus, wokeness and compliance alike doth make coward of us we all. And thus the native hue of resolution is sicklied over with the pale cast of thought and consideration of yet another booster. (laughs) 
and enterprises of great pith and moment. With this regard, their currents turn awry and lose the name of action. Woe the ever-elusive quest for defined fullness of vaccination. <laughs> With this trailing comment thinly echoing in the cavernous auditorium, an unlicensed FEMA nurse wearing a lab coat, mask, face shield, hmm. blue nitrile gloves, and clunky high heels, noisily enters stage left, carrying a grotesquely oversized hypodermic needle bearing the number six mm -hmm. and 66. Yeah. The spotlight fades, the curtain drops, mm. and a deathly silence holds sway over the audience. Somewhere in the darkness, a single female voice stifles a muffled cough through she, her, their triple-layered mask, <laughs> and her entire row frantically tries to exit the theater. So I hope you yep. enjoyed that as much as I did yep. in writing it. That's where we are. That's where we are today. Classic Shakespeare in the form of omelet. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, and I like, you know, to clear a room, all you got to do is cough. That's all you got to do. With a little bit of gurgle, yeah, just, just gurgle a little, in it. A you know, little, little, little crackle. Little, just a little crackle. A little crackle or one yeah. of those phlegmy. <coughs> <c> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know. It's sad where we are. Absolutely and what is sad. satire? What is satire? What is tragedy? As we look at the the classics, you know, mm -hmm. but there there are uh, social and political commentary mm -hmm. of strife. But we no longer and, we no longer have angst. satire. We live it. Right, life, we live it. Life is a satire. Well, well, this 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 thing I showed you. This is a satire. This one time would have been a comedy show. Yeah. This at one time would have been Shakespeare would have talked about it and how. Maybe it didn't fit or whatever, or why or who. And I'm not going to use other words because I don't want to offend, like, the guy has a problem. You think so? Yeah, the guy has a problem. What was your first clue? Well. <laughs> the tail? <laughs> but we, we, we're living in the satire, and actually what they're doing is they're cleaning up what real life is. They're right. erasing it from the record books. They're redefining. They're redefining it. Normal. They're disappearing it. Right. And I love that. Right. Yeah, it's a gonna, new verb now. It's going to be disappeared. It, it's disappeared. They dis I love that. A, I, I usually hate <clears> when <throat> they take and make verbs out of things or right. that don't, but that's a good one. When they dumb the language down. They dumb the language down. I, I don't believe in... I'm a, uh, there's a movement that's been, that's, it's been 40, 50 years, and I was a beginning... I started belonging to it when I was first in college, and it's called Plain Language Movement, and it's an international. It's just, say what you mean. Don't Is use that part of like the Toastmasters. Mm, I don't know. Don't no. is, do they do a plain language? Well, I know the Toastmasters are all about public speaking. Yeah, but and this so is it would, it would make sense that they're affiliated. At well, least. this was this was actually started out as a it was for legal documents. It was a movement that okay. they said use plain language in legal documents when you're buying a house or or even a will or something. Just say don't, what you mean, don't, don't mean use, what you say. Don't use the Latin and... <laughs> well, or, or whereas, whereby, you know, right, heretofore. Right. Right. I mean, say what you mean. Well, it's, I use heretofore in all of my common day speech. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh. Yeah. And heretofore, I, use, I will be saying it a lot more Whereas, I, I might yes. agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> be that as it may. Yeah. Now, now, I have used that one. Yeah. You know, but well, only when I'm having highfalutin conversations. Highfalutin. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what we've lost is we've lost the fact that we think that someone that 
talks in a certain way or speaks in a certain way or has letters and numbers after their name. And this guy, actually, he has... Um, he has I a, want letters and numbers. He has no, a double... You'll, you'll, you'll now forever call me Jason Q24. No, I'm not doing that. No, yeah. <laughs> no I ain't doing that. You know? Q24. You can g- figure out what Q means. <laughs> no, I ain't 24 is the age that I want to be. Oh. Okay. Uh, perpetually? So, yeah, forever? perpetually, yes. 24 was a good time in my life. Oh, my I feel... Knees, s- my knees didn't hurt. I still had most of my teeth. I feel you so know. sorry for you. <laughs> life gets better as you get older, yeah. you know? So, yeah. so, so I want to talk about teeth for a minute because uh, mm. for those of you who don't know me, I, I've had chronic teeth problems for, for a long time. That's one of the things with being uh, uninsured. And I'm not complaining about my insurance status. I don't think it's the government's job to provide me with insurance. But, uh, but they do. And um, I have not used it. Mm. And as a result, uh, my teeth are really Aww. bad. And uh, so I learned this week that... Uh, I'm either on the the merry road to implants or dentures. Mm. And so um, I asked the dentist, you know, how is that going to affect my speech? Mm. Because I make my money by speaking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm a very social person and the club is a social club. We do the podcast. You know, I really enjoy that. I'm constantly talking. Well, what happens when you remove all your upper teeth? Yeah, but you, uh, implants are just like regular, would, would, should not be a problem. Right. I don't have the money for implants. Oh. So I was, talking, I was talking with, well, and see, see I, that was my plan. <laughs> my plan was Mexico. I've yeah. talked to a lot of people who have gone to yeah. Mexico. But I, I, I sat down with the dentist and I said, so Mexico. Uh-huh. He's like, why are you here today? And I said, well, I want to get a good evaluation of what my mouth looks like. And, yeah. and I've, got, I've got, you know, a broken tooth here and a cavity yeah. here and a bunch of other cavities starting yeah. here. And, you know, I'm pretty concerned about it. And, um. And uh, he's like, well, okay. Uh, and I said, I want to I get a good picture of what's going on so then I can start talking to people in Mexico. Yes. Because I can't afford you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, through our conversation, he confirmed I cannot afford him. Yes, but, yes. You know, if I want to have an implant done here in Alaska, it's $6,000 per tooth. Per tooth, yes. Per tooth. Yep, yep. That's insane. Yep. You know, and uh, I talked to a friend of mine who went to a little Mexican town across the border from Yuma, Arizona. Apparently, there's like 400 dentists mm-hmm. in this Mexican town. Well, the, the dentist told me, he said, uh, you know, well, you can do that and uh, you might get lucky. He said, because there are people who do go down there and get a good deal and, yeah. you know, come back and are quite happy with the outcome. He says, but it's about a 50-50 chance. I yeah. don't know where he's pulling his numbers from, but he yeah. said, I have worked on people who've come back from yeah. Mexico and their implants are all falling out yeah. because their body's rejecting the lower quality metals they're yes. using. And, yeah. you know, and there's yeah. a reason why it costs less because yes. they're, they're cutting corners, you yeah. know, essentially was his, was his position. Yeah. So <clears throat> he did a good job in terrifying me. Oh. Because I am, I'm not, uh, I'm a coward when it comes to people pulling uh. things out of my face. Uh. Um, and, uh, I've had some traumatic experience with yeah. that more than most folks. And so my idea of going to the dentist is just, uh, give me a strong sedative, knock me out. Uh, I don't want to remember anything. I want to mm. wake up in sort of a, uh, uh, sort of a, a giggly, juicy <laughs> haze, you know, that, uh, where I don't really remember anything and everything's uh-huh. funny for a short while, uh-huh. you know, and then I can deal with the pain afterwards, yeah. you know, yeah. cause they've got pain meds for that. Yeah. But uh, but long story short, uh, here in a very short period, so May first mm-hmm. or no, March first, sorry, yeah. um, I will be getting an evaluation. It's likely I will have the remaining teeth in the top of my mouth oh. removed, mm. and I will be on the merry path towards dentures. Mm. 
So for those of you who have have a similar experience and are mm. wondering what that means, because I don't really, you know, it's not something I do at night is go research dentures. No. You know, what, what does that mean for a life change? Um, it's significant. It is. I've started looking at it. And it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is way yeah. more, it's, it's way more detailed than just, yeah. uh, no, it's replacing your teeth with a prosthetic. Yeah. I used to work in a dental office, you know, and, and so it's, 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 but, but, but I was told that, yeah. uh, w- once they do the procedure, they yeah. will, they will remove all the teeth. Mm-hmm. Then they'll peel the gums back. Yeah. Then they will grind my skull. Mm. Yep. <laughs> to make a to make a a level playing field, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Sew the gums back across. Yeah. And then I have to go toothless. Yeah. For eight weeks minimum. To to heal. F- to heal. Yeah. At which point I'll go in for an impression. Yep. Then they will send that impression off to probably India or somewhere, and six to you know five to six weeks later i'll get my new prosthetic yeah at which point i've been told it's kind of like riding a bike you, when you, you learn when you yeah. <laughs> when you put your yeah. dentures in that there's a certain way you have to chew and if you yeah. don't chew it a certain way they'll become dislodged yeah <laughs> and and so um i'm sitting here contemplating this in the dental chair and i'm like you know this does not sound like a fun year for mm-hmm. me but then i had a thought i thought you know Maybe I can get the oral surgeon who's here in Kenai and the dentist to agree to come on to the podcast <laughs> and talk about the process oh, that's and, and do an educational, a couple yeah. of educational uh, yep. episodes. Yep. And then you all in the yep. audience yep. can vicariously live my experience without the pain and agony and learn about what's happening yeah. so that yeah. uh, you'll be more inclined to uh, find a job that gives you good insurance or yeah. uh, or take yeah. better care of yeah. your teeth. Yeah, because people don't... Um, dentistry... You know, I worked in a dental it's a office. Racket. Well, <laughs> it's interesting because uh, there are studies that say if you go to five different dentists, they'll give you five different exactly. opinions. So there's that. That's the definition of racket. Well, Look it up. It's the new one. <laughs> It, it, it's, I just wrote it in Wikipedia. It's it's not that they're they're just dealing from different perspectives, right? They're different. You know, some of them want to restore everything. Some of them want to do all crowns or looking for perfection. Some people have a more utilitarian. Some dentists are oh, see, more functional. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say some dentists need another Piper Cub. No, other dentists no. need uh, to expand uh, that bonus room off of their Hawaiian cottage. Other dentists have that fourth child from the third marriage that is getting ready to go to college. Yeah, I worked in a dental (laughs) office with three different dentists. They had three different backgrounds. They had three different belief systems. Can you tell I've been traumatized? Yeah, no, you have. (laughs) And it's, you know, the dentist I worked for, um, he was the slowest because he wanted to, like, make sure everything was perfect. And he would carve the anatomy on the top of the tooth. There's like valleys and grooves. Right. And he would carve that in so it looked like the original. The other two dentists would slap the stuff in, smooth it across, and that was good enough. And and so that's See, the difference. I think I've met a lot of those dentists, the good enough yeah. dentists. You know, and then some... I actually had a dentist remove a tooth one time where he got mm. it halfway out and then he stopped. And he's well, like, I think I'm going to refer you to somebody else. Uh, and this tooth is halfway out of the socket. Yeah. I'm like, I gave him a look that I'm pretty sure he uh, translated as he wouldn't make it home that night if he didn't finish. Yeah. And so he finished. Well, he was scared. But because, I had, but I yeah. had, I was in yeah. so much pain. Yeah. And he had shot me like eight times yeah. and couldn't deaden that tooth. Yeah. And uh, I went out to the car and I sat there for like literally half hour, 45 minutes in shock. I was shaking. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, so. But, you know, dentistry, I think that would be valuable. I, I talk to people all the time and dentistry is so misunderstood. 
and because there's so many options and then we have this view of what hollywood teeth should look like right you know because that's that's what we look at well, we I look at movie don't stars want to be mistaken for british well british <laughs> don't have very nice teeth quite frankly right they right. don't i mean we could the dentists could look at their I, mouth I, I and say I, eastern europe i think my inner british is showing oh well <laughs> i don't know but uh, you know, but so that that's, sounds like that's, a good idea. That, that's the journey I'm yep. about ready to embark on, and 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 it's going to be quite comical because I don't intend to stop doing the podcast. Whoa! So so we will be having uh, we'll be having a lisping, drooling Jason. Yeah, uh, you'll be able to hear me say silver salmon, and it will yeah. not have that crisp <laughs> uh, sound to it. Oh gosh! It might be a little yeah. more uh, slushy sounding. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> slushy. Oh. Yeah, so it well, should be should be entertaining. Well, I'll be praying uh, for so, you. So you guys can all be entertained by my misery uh, and maybe learn something along the way. Oh gosh! But uh, you know, we want to we don't wanna, we want to keep the show interesting. Well, yeah, it has always been interesting. <laughs> so see, I I bring photos that make you laugh. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that makes me cringe. <laughs> oh come on! Uh, please put that down. <laughs> I can go to the other ones. No, 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 no. The, the, the front one is is fine. <laughs> and it's not pornographic. Oh it's my not gosh! Take, our, ar- take would, our word for it. I would argue it is. Uh, they, I Again, will, the tale, no, seriously. How the tale was attached. We're not, I'm know. pretty sure that was pornographic. <laughs> well. It was just a camera <laughs> angle was, uh, was <laughs> thankfully the, from a different direction. And you're going to come uh, have to, you're going to have to come to one of our meetings to see what we were talking uh, about. Please don't right? share that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give them. I'll give them the website. I'm going to make go a new rule. If you're going to bring stuff like that, you've got to show people on the sidewalk. It can't happen in the shop. <laughs> so you know, here's some exciting, exciting developments. Uh, you know, I have often wanted to combine a shooting range with the with the club, with the coffee shop. I mean, what better thing to go to Ammo Can Coffee and be able to order a mocha <laughs> and, and then and go and then, kill and then, targets and then <laughs> and then go into another room with a broad window where people yeah. can watch you Shoot. annihilate paper targets. Yeah, right. Good, good Doesn't idea. that sound like fun? No, it does not. It sounds like so no. much fun. So, Loud and so smelly. you know, but but I've I've pretty much been been resigned to the fact that I'll never be able to afford a range because they're not cheap. <sighs> but on a wild hair, a lark. I thought, you know, why have I never really looked at this? I'm I'm going to call someone who I know owns one of these ranges that I've shot at mm-hmm. and just ask them what it takes because they, they built it from the ground up and, and see if they would maybe sit down and do some exploratory kind of discussions with us about if it's even a possibility because I really want to go shoot, but I'm allergic to the cold. It gets 40 degrees or colder. Mm-hmm. I get hives, yeah. you know, that's the... That's the that's sort of the the fate that I have arrived at after having shingles. My body thinks the cold is a contagion, oh, gosh. Uh, and and so I have an allergic histamine response to it. And so I'd like to shoot indoors. I had a lot of fun shooting indoors at this other range. So I called up the owner of the range and we talked a little bit. And he said, you know, my market has dried up because I no longer have cruise ships coming and using my range. And he says, so I'm in the process of selling the building. And I'm going to be divesting myself of the range. He said, uh, I'm going to be talking to a scrap dealer to see how much the scrap dealer will give me for the steel plating and things that are Uh in it. And then I'll probably set my price from there. Uh So fast forward. I have proposed a innovative business arrangement, which we'll just stop right there. Mm. And uh, the gentleman is seriously considering it and so in the next year or two 
depending on if we can secure the piece of land that we're looking at right now. And the partners have already approached. Uh, we're, we're, we're seeking private local investment. We don't want to go through the banks of the government, mm. if we can at all uh, avoid that. But um, we may very well be able to have a range here in Kenai. They're oh. actually uh, over on K Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, in very short order. Oh, whoa. And uh, for next to nothing. Oh, gosh. And this is a $600,000 range mm. before the building and land. So, you know, we may have a million-dollar facility available for our listeners, you know, in short order. It's amazing during yeah. COVID how quickly these years have passed. Yeah. You know. And the, the destruction that's gone on, yeah. too. I well, mean, it's a now, blessing to you, but... The, the the key words were the cruise ship industry, industry dried up. Yeah, it's done. That's how, you know, our economy here is so finely tuned that right. some of these smaller communities, they well, can't... Well, they, 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 they achieve a dream, which this was a dream for yes. this gentleman and his yeah. partners. But that dream was only achievable on the thinnest of margins. Exactly. And the thinnest of margins creates a, a position yeah. of vulnerability yeah. that is hard to yeah. main, maintain yeah. a strong position in yeah. when the economy has some, yeah. a series of unfortunate events. And, and they're always going to happen. There's right. always going to be unfortunate events. Right. You know, Dave Ramsey, he always used to say, you know, people would... Sh- phone in they have these great plans and you know i'm gonna go into debt to do this and no no you, ha- you have to be properly capitalized if well, you go into debt yeah. you're, you're setting yourself but, up for failure but, but even you know and the ones i liked were to go into debt become a doctor well when i graduate he'd right. say he'd say if you graduate <laughs> what, what do you mean i'm going to graduate <laughs> no you can't I, I predict used, that i used my <laughs> I, I used the same logic with my wife when we were living in nome i was like but oh, darling the uh, the the trash pump only costs you know eight eight hundred dollars and and the sluice box only costs this uh, much and you know eighteen hundred dollars all is, said and done yeah that's just the first uh, ounce of gold I retrieve yeah it, uh, it'll it, pay for itself if you get an ounce <laughs> <laughs> it will pay for itself yes, you know yeah so we must justify yeah. the expenditure because you cannot get the gold without the equipment but don't you feel the entire economy of Alaska to bring it back is is based on as long as the cruise ship people boom, show up boom and bust yeah. mentality yeah. that's how the state has yeah. always yeah. rolled. Yeah, that's but, how it's but always n- functioned. But now they've expanded it because the cruise industry, when we got here in 93, I think there were less than a million people, would tourists would come. Well, before COVID, almost 2 million tourists came to Alaska in the summertime. That's a, that's a huge, in 20 years, that's a, right. that's a huge expense. Right. And all the industries that were based on that. So they, they tried to diversify. They went to another industry that's just as bad as the oil and gas industry. And where are all those people now that were like, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> we are going to, we're going to diversify because we can't just put all our eggs in one basket. Oil. Oil. Right? Oil. Yeah. So, so we really have to, we're going to do this right. And we're going to go after tourism and we're going to go after sports fishing and yeah. We're going to make a bundle of money off all those, you know, Midwesterners who drive their they've, Winnebago. They've retired out. and they're living in Arizona. Well, well, hey, the thing is, the thing is, is that uh, you can't even come through Canada now with no. the stupid Winnebago. No. Unless you are woke and, yeah. and vaccinated yeah. and willing to yeah. bend the knee. Yeah. And, uh, and then, like we see with the cruise ships, 
in the the Jones Act or whatever it is that, yeah. that makes it's it to Jones where, Act. You can, you where have we to start, can't yeah. we can't have ships uh, coming in out that, of Seattle that, that are not built in the United States. Yeah, well, they can't they can't go from an American port to an American port. They've got right. to go from a Canadian because port. because they're not American flag ships. Yeah, or something. This, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. quite know. It, the so the Jones Act minutia. was designed to uh, encourage American shipbuilding. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. it, it penalized anybody who built their ships in Norway or yeah. you know Argentina yeah. or somewhere else, China. And um, because they wanted that industry protected in the mm-hmm. United States. So all it did was leave us poor on ships because people are just going to build them where they're cheap to build. And their home port, they're like, who cares if it's, you know, New York or Detroit or, you know, whatever. I don't know where they build ships, you know, Norfolk, <laughs> Virginia. I don't know. I, I, um, yeah, no, definitely do they not. Do build on the, ships? I mean. I, I always thought there's one being built. Uh, Jeff Bezos, he's having. Uh, it's they're they they're all the same shipyards. Is that the one that goes to Mars. No, he's having a he's having an ocean. He's got a, a, a yacht being built, and it's huge. And I thought it was like in Norway. Okay. I thought it was like yeah. in a big shipyard. There's yeah. a huge huge shipyard, right. and I was, you know, I I don't think there's that many in, in the, the U.S. Yeah. anymore. Yeah. I can't see it. I'm sure there are, but. I don't think they're so, being built So you know, here. I mean, I mean, but look at how vulnerable we are. Yeah. Uh, this to the whole this whole idea that well, if we get tourism, then we'll be fine. Yeah, and it, it's it, like well, tourism does not bring nearly as much money as, no, it's, as it's, resource it's, extraction. It's, it's very low profit actually, yeah. and most of the profit for people. You know, I love people that it goes wa- to the corporation. Yeah, that I, is yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, I love people that whine about well, Walmart. You know, we need local businesses. What do you think tourism is? There's right. very few, with the exception of some of the few dog mushers and the few people that have gift shops. But I'll tell you, a lot of the gifts in the gift shops are not made in Alaska. No, no, no. And, you know, I talked you to know. somebody from Ketchikan who, you know, when they when they uh, shut the Tongas Forest down, all the, all the lumber mills closed, um, you know, that town basically dried up. And they're yeah. like, oh, well, but now we have this wonderful ecotourism. Yeah, and, ecotourism. And all of these, uh, these yeah. tourists come in off the ships. Yeah. And look at all the business that the ships yeah, bring. Right. Well, I was in Ketchikan. Uh-huh on a day that a ship was coming in and I was walking around the waterfront and it, it must have been 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock in the you know, morning, afternoon, early afternoon. And every business in that town was locked and closed every single one. And, and there weren't many businesses that were actually occupying the buildings much more than two streets back from front street. Yeah. Yeah. It's very superficial because everything yeah. else was closed and shuttered and, yeah. and, and empty. Yeah. Empty. These were, it had been a thriving economy once, yeah. but they were empty. Yeah. And I talked to somebody who lived there. I said, what's the deal here? Yeah. And, uh, I was down there about a half hour before the ship came in. All of a sudden, all the lights went on. Exactly. There was this bustle of people that came yeah. in. Yeah. All these shops opened up. Yeah. And I was like, I asked a woman at one of the places, like, what's the deal? And she said, oh, half hour from now, there's going to be a ship coming in. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So you guys are only open when the ships are in? And she said, well, yeah, all of the stores down here that you see are owned by the, the cruise line. Yeah. Yes. They were owned by the cruise yes. line. So there was no small business no, owners. No. And all of the trinkets and things being sold in the shops were not made locally. They no. were made in China. No. You know, they all said catch can Alaska on them, but yeah. they were all made in, you know, yeah. Taiwan and China and Singapore and, you know, these, these places. Yeah. And, and so it's this totally plastic yeah. economy, totally yeah. fake 
totally cellophane just just to cater to the midwesterner or the you know the yeah. the japanese tourist yeah. but you know that and that's not new i've actually called it pardon my language but i've called tourism cultural prostitution right no i have right because you go to countries like peru well, or after something you showed me that photo you know i, I mean that's, that's part a, of that's a course. kind of yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's because they're selling themselves. You know, you go to Peru, or I, I remember, this is years ago. This is over almost 40 years ago now, 35, 40. And going to Chiang Mai, Thailand, and going mm. up to this, they take these villages up in the thing, and they have this these tables set out with all this embroidery on it. And I am a fiber person. I do fiber. I understand it. I do it. I, I, you recognize Rayon I, I rec- when you see it. Well, no, I recognize work that was out of place. Okay. So I said to the tour guide, and it was the, the, this village we were taken to because they, they, you know, the floors had, there were dirt floors. They slept on a bench, you know, and this was this beautiful white em- embroidery things. I said to the tour guide, <laughs> I said, okay, these are not made here. Right. I said, we're, dirt floors are not conducive yeah, th- to white th- garments. To what? To what this is? And he says, well, you know, they're made. There's a there's a company that brings them up and puts them out. You know, and I'm sure it does that. So that's 40 years ago now. Right. You think it, it's just gotten more? It's it's even gotten worse. More pervasive. More pervasive. Right. In that. Right. So so these people that you know they're they're not very they're they're not multidimensional in their perspective on the economy when they say you know oh we don't need oil and gas we'll just we'll just boost our ecotourism we'll have more zip lines and kayaks and and uh, and hiking trails and uh, and granola distilleries. Yeah. You know. Well, it sure worked out for <laughs> hey, them. Hey, that might be a new a new business idea. <laughs> granola, granola distillery. <laughs> I don't think you can distill it. <laughs> Beer for the fruits and nuts. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Hey, that's got to be a drink. Yeah, that's yeah. got to be. Well, a drink. you know, there is grain and granola. So, yeah. so take the Beer. granola, <laughs> add some some sugar and yeast and water to it, Beer see what you get. Probably yeah. tastes like crap, but it you yeah. could sell it for twice yeah, as yeah, much. Yeah, especially if you good, put a good name on that's it. You know, right. That's right. Becomes trendy. That's right. But it goes back to juvenile and his his bread and circuses. Yeah. And tourism is nothing but one of the circuses that that governments are encouraging to provide people to be quiescent. To be entertained, yeah. so they, they they you don't want them to cause trouble in their community. So you you know you let them go on a vacation once a year, twice a year to some place, and they really think they're seeing the world. Mm-hmm. It's why I years ago stopped traveling because it's really no longer. It, well, it's like you I, can I, I go. made one trip to uh, Puerto Vallarta, and I went. Uh, my father-in-law had a timeshare. Yeah. In a gated community. Y- yes. And I went there, and and. <laughs> The crazy thing was, was right across the street, there uh-huh. was a big shopping mall. And I went into the shopping mall and everything you could find in the Fifth Avenue Mall in Anchorage yeah, it was, there. was in that shopping yeah, mall. Yeah, yeah. All the same brands. Yes, yes. All the same, uh, even even the same uh, companies. Yes. You know, and then and then there was a Walmart right next to that. Yes. And I went in and the prices were similar to the prices here in Alaska. Yes. And it was like they had just transported the Alaskan economy to Puerto Vallarta. With a few more cockroaches and some palm trees, right, right, and you then know, they and, and then they and enslave nice some sun, of the yeah. enslave some of the local you know peasantry to to give you your all inclusive experience at the at the uh, at the the uh, the timeshare. Yes, and we got there, and I was like, we we had a really nice villa, mm-hmm. and uh, right on the beach, and but it was walled. Yes. And um, uh, why was it walled? Because they didn't want the uh, vendors walking the beach to come uh, up into the community. So, so they actually it, had security guards that would stand at the wall. Yeah. And these guys would come up and they'd have these huge 
like racks on their backpacks. Yes. With necklaces and puka shell stuff yeah. and beach, you know, beach yeah, yeah. trash yeah. jewelry um, hanging off of them, you know, five feet above their head. Amazing. And they, it's and they would, they would take yeah. this backpack off and set it down and then pull off whatever you wanted, you know, and they'd sell it to you over the wall. And and uh, the rule was if you wanted some of that, you could motion them to approach. Okay, yes. And then they could approach the kingdom uh-huh. and then sell their wares. But if you did not motion them to approach and they approached under their own volition to uh-huh. to sort of shout out to you, hey, uh-huh. would you like to buy something? Uh-huh. Then security guards would uh-huh. get grumpy with them and run them off. And so we were there for like two days. And my in-laws, they, they'd, they'd been going there for 20 years. And so all they wanted to do was read books and sit by the pool, which is fine, you know. Uh-huh. But that's not why I went. I, I had two weeks in Mexico, and I was darned if I was going to sit there for two weeks at the stupid pool shopping at the Walmart across the street, you know, for my all-inclusive experience of what? Getting a sunburn? You, well, you, know? d- you can do that in Florida, Texas, Right, right. So at the time, Arizona. I was a member of Rotary, and they had this app, and I found a local Rotary club. Oh. I went to, took Michelle to the, the Rotary club for dinner. It was a, it was a dinner club at, at a local marina. And uh, met the president and his wife uh, for the club, and they heard about how long we were going to be there, and they said, oh, oh, no, you don't want to do that. They, they said, we own a real estate company just around the corner from your, your villa. Mm-hmm. They said, you come to our office at 1 o'clock every day, and we will show you Mexico. And for two weeks, they played host. Ah, And we went to so the most nice. fantastic places. They yes. took us to the... Oh, you want to see the beach that the rest of us go to? Yes. They took yeah. us to their beach. Yeah, their beach. It was so much fun. Yeah. There were people everywhere. Yeah. But the tourist beach was just like nobody. It was like a ghost town. Yeah. You know, because it was private, exclusive. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, um, you know, we we got to see the real Mexico and we got to do it with some genuine people who were interested in getting to know us, knowing us, who, us for who we are. And, yeah. And, um that's not that's not the princess tours experience no and and princess tours can't do that and that's what we don't understand it's why disney has its own cruise ships and they buy their own islands in in the caribbean or their own own small alaskan town called ketchikan yeah but they buy their own islands and they put their own stuff there and i remember when covid happened i was following a blog of somebody that was cruising and they got stuck in the caribbean Oh, and terrible. they well it was it, it was <laughs> it sounds but they were oh, res- you're stuck on this remote island with nothing but rum no and sunscreen. no 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 they weren't <laughs> they were actually kicked off some of these people oh, really? in these yachts were kicked off they live on the boat and i remember reading an article about how disney had shut these islands down and people were not allowed to land really on these islands to get water i mean they had to they had trouble getting water yeah. They had trouble getting fuel. They had trouble. We don't want you coming because you might get COVID. And well, but but these, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is. leave you is, out there to, to it, starve. It, and it, it sounds wonderful. Disney's got this island, but it's like those businesses in Ketchikan, the rest of the year, no one is allowed there. Right, right. No one is allowed right. there. They're gated parks. They're gated parks in the middle of the ocean. Enriching some fat cats, you With, know, living well, in. Well, that at one time 
Hollywood Hills or something. But but at one time you was a you know maybe a, a a person that lived there or even a boater if you had a boat you could land on that island, get off on the beach, walk around. Well now you can't even do that. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing this huge change, and it's our desire to want to have these sanitized vacations. Show me what Peru's like. No, I'm sorry. Those people that wear those weird outfits, they don't go home and wear that. They they go to the they go to the <laughs> they staff. They go put their pumas on and their their Adidas. You yeah, know. they do. They go yeah. they go to the staff. <laughs> room you know changing room they change into their adidas shoes and their blue jeans and their t-shirt and they get on the bus and they go home right whereas in the morning they come they're not riding the llamas up no they're not those those are kept in the those are kept in the barn behind and that's what people don't understand and they come home and i you know because i i spin fiber so i sort of under i've read about and and it's it's not like what we want it to be ever been to hawaiian idealistic sort of the hawaiian cultural center is a wonderful example of that i've never been because it bothers me okay because i feel very uncomfortable that we're making these people and i get it they're they're it's their culture and it's their dances but it's it's they don't live like that yeah it's purely for tourists if tourists disappeared that place would shut down. Right. Why not give them free enterprise and let them uh, develop meaningful businesses that uh, enrich them? That were based around their culture? Right. But we can pay them a, uh, a minimum wage to go and dance in hula skirts. And, yeah. You know. And pretend it was 75, right. 100 years ago. Right. Rather than saying, okay, what is your co- culture contemporarily? What do you do now? Because every culture has changed. Right. And don't forget what the history is. That's what museums are. Yeah. But But... I swear, I bet you, I should actually look it up before I talk too much, but I bet you the Hawaiian Cultural Center during COVID was shut. Because there's oh, no there's, there's no still, need for it. The whole the whole the whole kind the whole state's still shut down. They're the only state that still has masking and Oh really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, everybody else is prepping for the elections, but the Hawaiians are still uh holding fast to their masks and oh, gosh. that the government is anyway. But um oh. Well, you know, this has been a, a little bit different uh, day for us, but uh, so some things to look forward to. Uh, maybe I'll find something else satirical to write about. Uh, I can look for more photos. <laughs> yeah, more photos. Yeah, please. Yeah, find a different. Uh, yeah, uh, please don't go on the dark web anymore. This is yeah. not the dark web. <laughs> this is American. I'm thinker. pretty sure that's what you find when Ron, you go on the dark Ron web. Rod Dre- Rod Dreher writes for the American Thinker. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, yeah, you can put that away now. <laughs> um, I think she's just enjoying the shock value of, of the document. But, um, you know, so uh, be, be, be tuned in and, and uh, share the podcast with your friends and family. We'd love to increase our listenership, and we appreciate your loyalty. Uh, you can also express your loyalty by supporting us through Patreon. Uh, we do have a Patreon account uh, uh, attached to our uh, Podbean publishing platform. If you're listening on iHeartRadio or on uh, Spotify, uh, when you click on that uh, and go, you can actually go into our into our Podbean platform and uh, see Patreon and donate to the show. And that will increase our ability to bring more interesting people on and help us monetize uh, this uh, purely fun enterprise that we're engaged in that doesn't make any money right now. Uh, <laughs> which uh, which mm-hmm. we, we do want to um, uh, work uh, to expand this. Uh, some, uh, there is an exciting piece I want to just touch on real quick. Uh, we've been invited uh, once again to have a booth at the Sportsman Show, and uh, we are working to have this uh, system prepped and ready to interview people. We're going to bring the podcasting um, 
barrel. We have a 55-gallon barrel with a pub table on top of it and all of our mics attached. We're going to bring that to the sports center. And uh, most likely we're still ironing out the details, but uh, talking to vendors about all the exciting things they're doing and uh, the upcoming summer season people are looking eagerly forward to. And um, uh, so you'll be able to see us down there at the show. The idea is that uh, it's man on the street time and we can interview people and kind of maybe we'll do a uh, sort of a people's choice award. No. You know, for for which uh, booth is their favorite? Maybe oh. top three. Oh, that's a good idea. Top three. And we'll, yeah, we'll do that idea. at the podcast and, mm-hmm. you know, um, want to have some fun with it. Uh, we're going to have to have lots of coffee on hand because it's going to be a long three days. <laughs> oh, but uh, maybe maybe we'll just uh, we'll publish for you know an hour at a time and you know maybe do that three times a day or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, that'll be something to look forward to. I will publish that as bonus content uh, to the podcast, uh, so uh, it won't be a regular episode. But you'll be able to hear that. Uh, we'll upload it daily at the end of the day. And uh, appreciate you joining us again for the. Ammo Can Coffee, Social Club, Conservative, Hour of Power, and Enlightenment Salon. We hope you've been enlightened. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.